Hello! Welcome to the Arts and Learning Conservatory monthly masterclass series, where we invite industry professionals to share their knowledge and make artistic learning more accessible. If you'd like to learn more or sign up to join our next masterclass live, please visit us at artsandlearning.org. The person that you're about to see today is an amazing violinist and a wonderful friend of mine. Her name is Dr. Lisa Terry. And Dr. Terry is known for playing in several different motion pictures. Uh, the, her most recent one being Will You Be My Neighbor, which was the production by um, Tom Hanks as Mr. Rogers. So when you watch that movie, look for her in there. She's towards the middle playing in a string quartet. Uh, Dr. Terry has traveled the world playing a violin. Uh, she is world, world renowned. She's played in Africa, Europe, all over the United States. And she has a doctorate degree in uh, violin and music performance. So it is a complete honor to have her here with us. Um, other credits are, she's actually played before really, um, I would say literary royalty. She knows uh, or knew the great Dr. Maya Angelou and was a friend of hers. And if you guys don't know who she is, you should. And if you don't, look up the name Dr. Maya Angelou, because she was an amazing literary writer. Um, Dr. Lisa was friends with her, as well as many other great individuals. So anyway, without further ado, we can completely consider it an honor to have her with us today. And uh, with her, her, her leading this wonderful masterclass, would you all... Get a little clan, hand clap up on the screen for Dr. Lisa Terry. Oh, look at that. How beautiful. Hello, everybody. Thank you for being here. Wow, I see some familiar faces as well as new ones. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much. We good today? How are we doing? How are we feeling on Earth Day? Good? Oh, it's just jumping up. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, I'm so excited uh, to be with you today and, um, and bring a few words, um, hopefully, that will inspire you, encourage you as we talk about the uh, subject of creativity, what that is, and perhaps how we can approach it if, uh, if it's something that sort of eludes you right now. Um, maybe I, I can offer some pointers to help get you there and thinking in a way that begins to expand the way that you engage creatively. And I would imagine in most of your cases, that would be uh, specifically in music. <clears throat> okay, so I'm going to start with um, my share screen. See if I can do this. I can do this. And we will... Um, Get rid of all the clutter on my desktop. There we go. And begin the subject, okay? Alrighty. Um, so I've sort of broken this talk down into four sections that we're going to look at. And I really think that there's no way that I can um, successfully speak to you without your participation. Uh, it is everything to me. Um, what you bring back, um, the questions you may ask, and remember, there is no perfect answer at all. There is no correct answer. 
There's really no wrong answer either, in my opinion. Um, just ideas that we're going to toss around and, and explore for a little while, okay? So please jump in when I ask you um, what your ideas are. Um, I have I have it broken down into four sections, and we'll talk about it a little bit, and then we'll we'll pose maybe some ideas around that, that particular concept, okay? So, first question is, what does it mean to be free? Who wants to, to jump in there? What does it mean to be free? What is that all about? So if you don't jump in, uh, I'm going to call on you, because that's what teachers um, you can do, I mean, you have the freedom to do what you want. Um, maybe to not be told what to do all the time. Okay, the freedom to do what you want to do, not be told all the time. Excellent. And you can introduce yourselves as you come on the screen so I can know how to say your name properly. Um, I'm Kaya. Kaya. Thank you so much. And you play? The saxophone. The saxophone. Fabulous. All righty. Girl in the band. Love it. Okay, who else do we have? No one? I'm Kylie. Hi, Kylie. And what do you play? Trombone. Trombone. Beautiful. All right, another lady in the band. Okay, so what is freedom to you? So are you looking it up? What is freedom to you? What do you think freedom is? Just I just want to know your perspective, okay? Don't look at the screen. It doesn't it doesn't matter right now. What do you think freedom is? How do you try to be free? Anyway? Um hi. Um I guess to live outside of um the parameters that maybe society sets for us. Aha. Uh -huh. What would those parameters be? Um like I don't know, playing a certain pitch, certain melody, um, not being able to improvise and do what feels right. Oh, okay, good, good, good. All right, you guys are my screen. Okay, that's okay. And your name is, I can't see it. Matilda. Matilda, thank you so much for your contribution. What do you play? Um, I play the viola. Fabulous, okay. Viola players know all about what you just spoke about, right? <laughs> okay, all right, wonderful, okay. Who else wants to contribute here? Uh, Caleb. Hi. Uh, hello. I would say it's freedom to make your own decisions, like not controlled or dictated by anyone else. Beautifully stated. Wonderful. Freedom to make your own decisions. How does that feel when you make your own decisions? Me? Sure. Oh, um... Trying to come up with a better word than free. <laughs> <That's> okay. <laughs> liberating, maybe? Sure, liberating, yeah. Okay, good. Fabulous. Excellent. And what do you play, Caleb? I play the cello. Play the cello. Oh, yes. So we've seen each other already. Wonderful. Thank you. Excellent. Wonderful. I see Hannah. What do you um, do? I would say, um, a lack of barriers either in um, an outer sense, as in something that's put on you, or an inner sense, like the mental 
way. Yeah. Anything in your way from um, moving forward or, or doing something that you think is right. Fabulous. Okay. I don't need to teach you anything. You all got it. And, and you have the language to go with it. How fabulous. Thank you, Hannah. Anybody else? Want to jump in real quick? Okay. Um, that includes instructors as well. We're all in this together, right? Okay, there's no separation between uh, who we are as teachers or who we are as uh, students. We're all students in this, so feel free to jump in as well. Yes, someone wanted to say something? I'm not sure who's speaking. Um, so freedom is just to do whatever you want to do without like any rules or anyone making you do something. Okay. Any rules without anybody making you do anything. All right. Yeah. Okay. It's not like whatever. It's, it's your own choice, right? Okay. Maya. Excellent. What do you play Maya? I play the viola. You play the viola. So we've met two, I think, haven't we? Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Well, wonderful. These are fantastic answers. I, I really love each and every one of them. So it sounds like all of you have a good handle on what that idea is all about, freedom, what that is about. But as we begin to apply that to the way we learn music, sometimes that understanding eludes us. Sometimes it goes away. Sometimes we get locked down in other kinds of ways that prevent us from being free. Okay? I say keep freedom front and center in everything that you do. Okay? Because when we have the ability to move in a way that's free, there are no barriers. Okay? Even if it's difficult, even if it seems impossible, you'll get there. If your mind stays free, okay, if your spirit stays free, if physically you are free on the instrument, it will bring other kinds of ways to approach it, okay? So I say here, my answer is play the sound, not the notes. Why would that be? Why would I say it in that way? Well, I asked two other questions here. Where do notes live? Notes typically live on a staff, right? Um, in a particular place on the staff, notes also live on the printed page. So when we go to the idea of something that's printed, that's written down, that becomes a particular tradition, sometimes it gets very, I don't know, the only way I know how to say that is locked down. We must do it that way, it's written down, it is the standard tradition. It is the quote-unquote classical tradition, okay? And so sometimes it, it, it may pose a barrier. Not always, but sometimes. So I like to stay in that place of freedom. Even if I'm reading music, in my spirit, in my heart, I stay free. So I stay relaxed. My approach can be relaxed. I don't get nervous if I miss a note if I stumble over a note, okay? So we want, as I said, to keep that idea of freedom always front and center in our thinking, all right? As we then progress through whatever it is that we're trying to do. So that's one way to think about it. Sometimes the information that we need is not on the page. It may come from your, your instructors, okay? 
It may come from the person sitting right next to you playing the music. It may come and other, I'll talk about that in a second, okay? So, but if we're locked down on that page, then we cannot receive the information that we need to receive all the time. So it's one, one way to approach this, one way to think about it, okay? Stay free. Right on. Freedom. Um, and there are a lot of songs that speak to that idea as well, okay? That we can apply even to the way that we learn music. All righty? All right. Part two. Question. So, uh, well, I didn't really give you an example of play the sound, not the notes. Okay, I wasn't planning on doing this, and I'm not sure how well it works on Zoom. Music, uh, you know, when I play on Zoom, it, does, it doesn't come through, but I'll give it a try and see what happens, okay? Because I'm free. <laughs> All right. Is it coming through strongly? Okay, so play the sound, not the music. When I play my violin, I always try to, it's like I crawl up inside the instrument and I play from the perspective of what I hear and what how I feel the instrument vibrating underneath my chin and you know right on my neck and the top part of my body, okay? So I live in that sound and it's that sound that guides me what with what I'm doing, not the notes. If I look at the notes on the page, I get lost in the notes, I get lost in the technique of trying to pull it off, and I lose myself. But see, even now, as I talk very close to my instrument, I hear my voice reverberating inside my instrument, and it's really, it's really cool. So we play the sound, just even an open string. the thing that guides me in what I do. It inspires my spirit. It allows me to move past. Even in this moment, I might feel a little bit afraid. I may not be as free as I would like to be, but the more I engage with the sound, the freer I get. I promise you guys. All right, so just do that sometimes. Just play freely. Pick up your instrument. Just play notes. It doesn't matter what notes you hit. They don't have to come in a particular order. Just do it for the sake of sound and your ability to keep improving your sound every time you play, okay? So that's one way we can, we can approach this. All right, part two, question. How can you find musical inspiration away from your instrument? What inspires you all? Okay, Emily, what inspires you? Um, uh, hmm. Uh, probably, I like listening to music, well, most people do, but, um, and when I hear that, like, it sounds happy, well, the music that I listen to, and I want to feel happy when I play music, so when I play my instruments, it makes me happy, and that's kind of 
what inspires me. Great. Okay, joy inspires you. What do you play? What instrument do you play? Um, I play the viola. Beautiful. And the piano, but yeah. Fantastic. Okay, that is possible on viola too, despite what they say. Great, wonderful. Karen. Karen? Karen? Corinne. Corinne. Oops, so, excuse me. Corinne. What do you... Um, like, when I see, like, someone else who's, like, really talented play, I guess it, like, makes me want to, like, play music more, something like that, like, inspirational. Okay, all right. So, is there something else, too, outside of music, outside of other people playing? Just, just what inspires you? It could be any. Do you have another idea? It's okay if you don't. We, we can keep going. Let's keep going. Okay. Thank you for your answer. Appreciate it. Uh, uh, Delilah? You said it right. Um, like, uh, wait. Um, maybe if I see like someone that's good at music and like let's say they have a good song and even and you can like make it your not make it your own but like that can inspire you to make your own song like if that made sense. Okay, all right, compose. All right, that's good, excellent, wonderful. What do you play? Saxophone. Beautiful. Okay, three saxophones in the house. Beautiful. Jose, what inspires you? Uh, actually, my name's Diego. I just signed in, and it, and my dad had used this before me, so it okay. said Jose. Okay, Diego. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Well, I I don't know. Kind of like what Emily said. Like, like if you feel some see something happy, it makes you kind of want to play something happy, and it'll make me want to practice more like practice happy things and if I like if I hear something sad that I like like a song that's sad but I like it then I'll try to like learn it on an instrument great. like great wonderful okay we have a lot of people that are their inspiration is related to the, the instrument they play or their ability their 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 ability or um, journey and learning to play an instrument Okay, is there anything else that inspires us? Dr. Terry, I, I have something. Oh, okay, who's speaking? I can't tell. Uh, Edwin Lovo. Ed, Edwin, all right. Yes. Um, so I, I guess for, for me, sometimes silence, like when I'm out in nature, silence inspires me. Excellent. Okay, have we ever thought about that, students? Silence in nature? It's kind of hard in this uh, cell phone tech world. <laughs> yes, it is. To appreciate silence. Um, but I agree with Edwin. That's one of my favorites. Okay, because it's, it's like when you're in nature, when you're in the mountains, it's, there is no other choice, really. Okay? So you learn to deal with that silence, and you learn to listen in a way that teaches you other things. You begin to hear you hear things in the silence, as crazy as that sounds, okay? So, Definitely. yeah, those are the kinds of things I'm sort of talking about, okay, you all, all right, that we can utilize. Um, and there's there's a reason for that, okay? Um, 
if you see this picture, I have I have a couple of things uh, a couple of things to 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 explain and demonstrate to you. So um, the first one, the answer, you see a box that says you, and then you see another box kind of that says you. The first box is representative of being in the box, the typical kinds of things that we do, that we say, that we practice, okay? You do it by the rules. That ain't me. <laughs> I break the rules all the time. It's kind of fun. Because, again, that's another way we get locked down. When we're always, I'm not saying rules aren't good to follow, but it's just a structure that we can refer to. But then from that point, we build other ways of accessing information or, or accessing inspiration, okay? It's a box. A box, if you see, has four sides. There's really no way out of it, is there? Okay? So it's in the box. I'm asking you to step out of the box, all right? The next box, you see the lid is open. What does that, what does that present to you? It presents possibilities. You can climb out of the box. You can poke your head out, look around for a while, and go back in the box. There are all kinds of things that you can do. You can completely jump out and go and, and leave altogether, all right? But it opens up the door for other ways to think and, 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 and take in information, okay? So that's where I want you all to kind of hang out for a while, is in that box with the lid that's open, okay? By the way, it's my first time I ever used the graphics on um, it, it within Word, so. Hey, Lisa. Anyway, okay, it's just an idea of how you can begin to practice, how you can begin to play your instrument, how you can begin to use sources of, of um, inspiration that you find anywhere you might happen to be. It could be on the Zoom meeting. It could be in the middle of the night when something wakes you up, an idea wakes you up. That idea that you don't get up and write down because you're, we're, well, I'll talk, I'll speak about myself. I'm too lazy to get up. Oh, I got to get up. I got to turn on the light. I got to, you know, all the excuses that come up. But every time I do that, I regret it because when I wake up in the morning, the idea is gone every single time. So when it comes, grab it, y'all. Okay. It came for a reason to you specifically to grab a hold of and to begin to work through in interesting ways. Okay, the other idea that I have here, just underneath that, is you see pictures, and it's kind of small. I don't know if you have a way of making it a little larger. But it's two pictures of trees. Since it's Earth Day, I thought I would use trees um, as a source of inspiration, okay? That's my inspiration. When I look at a tree, and what the tree is telling me in the way the branches extend out from the trunk, okay? Somebody could pick up their instrument. I don't know if we have anyone that's willing to do that, but we could literally play the branch of the tree. I have a tree right outside the window. I'm looking out now. I have several trees, and I often do that when I get stuck, okay? If I'm writing music or practicing or doing something that really requires me to be on the page, sometimes I have to look up, and I'll look at a tree, and that tree literally tells me what to do. It guides me profoundly. It inspires me, just like with Edwin, who said when he's in nature, in silence. So the tree can do the same thing. You look at the first tree on the left-hand side. Look at the way the branch twists around. You could play that. Do you want, want to give it a try?
pick up your instrument and give it a try? Edwin's going to do it. I'll give it a try, sure. <laughs> so we're going to follow the line of those branches in the first one, okay? Or okay. don't let me dictate what you need to do. <laughs> All right. It's kind of, uh, let's see if I can see this. Beautiful. Okay, so he goes up, he comes down, he comes back around again. Okay, and he could he could start in a different way. He could start at the trunk of the tree and then go up, or he could start at the very top of the tree and come down, which would also change the sound, wouldn't you? Wouldn't it? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Can you do that with the next example, which is a redwood, and you see the sky and the in the sunlight breaking through the tree? So you're at the top of that redwood. You're at okay. The top of the world, right? And you're going to come down the tree. What would that sound like? Let's see. Yeah. And now my dog's howling. <laughs> <laughs> he loved it. Great. Because you're playing the tree. Okay. Beautiful. All right. We could do it slower. We could do it faster, but whatever, but just play the tree. So that's the way we play the sound, not the notes. Okay. And it gives you a different way to access creativity. All right. You're not searching for notes to play anymore. You're working off of sound. You're working off the inspiration of a tree. Okay. Of nature of something that is there for us to to admire and to understand in other kinds of ways, okay? All right, so that's one idea. Or you guys could find your own inspiration, a dog, a cat, uh, the ocean, the sky, a cloud, okay? It could be anything. And you might practice doing an exercise of that, okay? Or you could even draw something yourselves, so you take, you're removing it from the instrument, you could draw something yourselves, and then you play what you draw. What is that? That's powerful storytelling, is what that is. All right? So you're operating again from the idea of sound rather than notes. Really, really powerful way to begin to build creativity within yourself. You're not looking to somebody else or the, pa or the page of music to tell you how to tell the story. You're telling it yourselves, okay? And it's coming from your own heart. And from your own knowing. Very, very powerful. Okay, great, fantastic. All right, let's keep going. Part three. Question How do we define good or bad? Uh, okay, let me. Anybody want to volunteer before I start asking? Uh, I could go. Wonderful. Elizabeth, is it? Yeah, I'm Elizabeth. Um, Elizabeth. Good is. It's on like the positive side. So when I think of good, like I think happy and like positive energy. And then when I think of bad, I kind of think like negative, below, like like not good standards. In. Okay. All right. Excellent. Okay. Uh, Emily, I came to you already, didn't I? Let's go with okay. Uh, Sharla, Clara, can't read. <laughs> I'm sorry. Miss Wondercheck. 
Hi, can you unmute? There she yes. is. Okay. Say your name for me. My name? Yes. Say my Cara. name, Deborah Wondercheck. Kara's. Kara. Oh. Oh, okay. Kara Wondercheck. Here she is. <laughs> Hi. Okay. So what, how do you define good or bad? Um, well, it, it can be a, an opinion. So, um, well, maybe it's, it doesn't have to do with you, but like with other people, like if that happened, your friend, um, maybe you thought, maybe it was a person who, who like, I don't know, not like a toxic friend, like your friend had a friend, and that her friend was good to you. up a little bit probably because you're in the car okay all right thank you I, th I think what you said was um it could be based on someone else's opinion of you good or bad Is that what I yeah basically. all right good all right can you come on screen rita hi okay what do you, what, what's, how do you define good or bad? Um, I would say it's more based on, uh, what happened previously. And then is it better or worse than whatever happened before to that person or thing or what I'm doing is, has it improved from last time is what I'm trying to say. Okay, good. Good, good. And what instrument do you play? I play the violin. Wonderful. Okay. Hello, sister violinist. Okay. Fabulous. Good. Rada, what do you think? Um, I think that, like, I also feel like it's an opinion. And I also think that whether it's good or bad, there's, like, nothing's always perfect. Like, there's always room to get better at something. Okay, excellent. Um, and what do you play, Rada? The clarinet. Beautiful clarinetist. Okay. Well, I'm so glad you said perfect because that is a word I do not believe in. I don't think there's any value in perfect because we never get there, do we? Ever, ever. Even me at my old age, um, I, I'm still not perfect. So if I'm following that, the pursuit of perfection, I'm forever frustrated, okay? I'm never good enough. We begin to put these, these uh, definitions around ourselves and our worth in ways that are very damaging, okay? So, and this sort of feeds into the idea of what I'm asking here. How do we define good or bad? Well, um, is there a way that we can look at good and bad as being just opportunities um, that allow us 
the possibility, and if we're in the box of possibilities, then we can say then maybe bad is good and good is bad. We can flip the meaning completely and understand they are just opportunities to grow and to stretch and to assume and understand things in different ways, okay? So something that we per possibly could perceive as bad, like a wrong note, is actually the best thing that could have happened. Because one, it could take us in another direction if we're improvising, okay? Something we didn't intend, but it came in anyway, if we're open enough and we're free enough, number one. Number two, um, if we play it again, you'll like this, Edwin, if we play that wrong note again and call it a sequence, it's not a bad note. We intended to do it, didn't we? And that's something, um, I, I assume you teach jazz, Edwin? You teach jazz? I, I do not, but I play a little jazz. You play a little jazz. So Max Roach told me that when I was busy making mistakes and feeling bad about it. He said, <laughs> no, play it again and call it a sequence. Meaning you intended to do it. You intended to do it. Play that wrong, hang out on that wrong note and just keep it. Because the energy of that wrong note will bring another idea to you, another way to understand it. That'll be really wonderful. That doesn't mean that you can't change it at some point and play a different note that you may feel in the moment is better. But don't throw it away as being bad. Because when you put that label of bad on yourself, then again, you're locked down again, right? You're not free. Because you all are free enough to be able to play a bad note or what others will perceive as a bad note and make it beautiful and make it powerful and make it say something. And sometimes that might be a better thing to strive for than perfection, okay? Now, I'm talking about these things within the framework of improvisation. Okay, of improvising, okay, and what we begin to work toward in getting to that process, okay. There, if you're playing a Beethoven symphony, for instance, that may not be the best thing, okay, but that's within that context, that's within that set of rules and, and regulations, okay, within that structure. But as we move away from that and begin to, to, to broaden our perspective, we have all these other things that are available to us that if we're free, we can approach in a really healthy and beautiful way. I say this because I grew up and learned to play music um, in the European classical tradition, like many of you. Okay, that's how I started. But when I got to the stage of beginning to take on other, cons other types of music and other forms of music, I was so locked up in my head that it took me a long time to kind of undo all of that okay, and begin to accept that what I play, what I do in the moment is a process that I'm on. It's not good. It's not bad. It just is what it is. And we can find value and worth in it if we don't use that limiting kind of way of describing things, okay? See it as good. See the bad as good. Call it good, all right? You learned something. You grew from it, all right? You expanded your mind. All right. So I like to present the, these concepts to students to allow them just to kind of free themselves up a little bit. All right. So now as we take that idea and begin to look at number four, I don't know how I'm doing on my time. Am I okay? What time is it? Oh, I'm, I'm cool. All right. And I'll leave some time at the end for questions and answers. We come to our last question. 
what is your source for information? Where do you get your information from? Okay, we'll even call it musical information. Who have I not called on yet? Uh, who hasn't spoken? Volunteers. Jeffrey. Wonderful. Hi, Jeffrey. Can you unmute? Oh, there you are. Okay. Hi. Can't hear you. Okay, then I'll come back to you. Abby and Sasha? Can you unmute? Hi. Hi. My sister's just gone. Um, well, I mean, what is my source of information? Just mm -hmm. like... What are your sources of information? Well, I mean, my parents, I get a lot of information for. Usually I ask them questions. And I guess my teachers and then the internet or books. Okay, excellent. I like that you said your parents first. That's great. They are your first and mo most important teachers ever or your parents, yeah. right? Excellent. Okay, good, good, good. All right, Olive. Olive. Oops. Oh, there you are. Okay. And I forgot to ask uh, Sasha what she plays. Oops. I play violin and I'm Abby. Sasha's my sister. Oh, okay. All right, Abby. Thank you. You're welcome. What do you play, Olive? Well, I play viola, um, but I think my source of information for musical purposes is probably from teachers. Okay, your teacher. Okay, excellent. That would be correct too. All right. Roy Brown. Um, one of my like main sources of information is like I mean, listening to music obviously and like my teachers. Um I'd say those are like my top ones. Listening to your teacher. Okay, good. Uh and what do you play, Roy? I play the viola. You play viola as well. Okay, violas are in the house today. Emil? I didn't say it correctly. A-M-E. It's Amelie. Amelie. Okay. Did I call Did I call on you previously? No. Okay. I'd say probably, like, my teachers or if, like, I listen to music off, like, the internet or something, I can kind of learn from that. Okay, good. Internet, teachers, good. And what do you play? The violin. The violin. Beautiful. Okay, a couple more. Uh, Morgan. Hi. Hi. What do you play, Morgan? Um, I play, I suppose, piano and flute very badly. I haven't played in years. No, you don't play badly. You play very well, right? Yes. I can play two songs very well. There you go. All right. Wonderful. Okay. So where's, where do you get your source of inf information from? Mm, probably quick Google searches for some things, books for other things, gut feeling for a few. Oh, good, good, good. Gut feeling. Wow. Excellent. Okay. Fantastic. Thank you. 
Mm-hmm. And we'll go with um, uh, Renee, please. Well, Renee. Rini? Um, Renee, hello. Hi, Renee. The kids call me Mrs. B. Mrs. B, okay. And I just love music. I get my strength and uh, rejuvenation from anything music. Okay, so that's your source of inspiration, our source of information. Okay, fantastic. So the sound of music, the very sound can, can inform us in very powerful ways. That's excellent. Absolutely. They can, it can inform us. It can change us. It can um, heal us. It can lift us. It can inspire us. It can do all of those things, right? Um, and that speaks to my, my point here. Information is fully available to you all the time. All the time. Everywhere you look, everything you hear, everything that you experience, every encounter that you have with a person, what you do is all information that you can take in and utilize in the way that you create your music, in the way that you construct a sound, a narrative, or whatever it is that you want to do. So you're never without it. You, you were born with it, okay? So that's very comforting to know. Um, and again... As I followed a formal path in my education, especially when I got to the doctorate level, um, graduate school, um, there, there were a lot of instructors and those that told me the only way that I could learn was to um, follow the path of the, that, that they were giving to me. And I'm not making a judgment about educators. I'm just saying that it would be nice also to understand that is the source of our inspiration is always available to us and we can trust it. Okay. We don't have to give that totally to an educator. Sorry, Edwin. Sorry, Deborah. <laughs> we don't though. Powerful um, experience as musicians that we can have is when we own our own music, when we own it, when we stand in it, when we play it confidently, then your instructors know that you get it. All right, and that you are internalizing it. So trust yourselves in the process. Stand in it boldly. Don't be ashamed. Don't feel like you have to do this, 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 this to get to it. You can pick up your instrument now and play one note, and it's fantastic and wonderful because you have it in you to do. The next um, way that I demonstrate that is I have here CT and his horn. Okay, I, for those that don't know, and you will appreciate this, Edwin, if you don't already know, I'm related to Clark Terry, very famous, was a very famous jazz trumpet player, okay? And um, I've, writ- I've written, a- oh, you can't see because I'm not, okay, let me stop share for a second. Uh... Okay, I have a sister who, I have a twin sister, and um. She and I have written a book about Clark Terry. It's called Hark, It's Clark, The Extraordinary Adventures of C.T. and His Horn. And this book is based on um, a true life account in his, in his early childhood. Clark Terry grew up in St. Louis, Missouri, in a section of St. Louis that, that was not wealthy at all. His parents could not afford to buy him a trumpet, okay? He couldn't go down to the 
brass store, the music store, and buy a trumpet. So what he did was he went to the junkyard. He decided that he could put a funnel and a hose together and create his first trumpet. I have a picture of that here. Okay, a funnel and a hose. A funnel, you know what a funnel is, right, students? And a hose, of course, garden hose, and make his first trumpet. Here's a picture of it. Okay, a funnel and a hose. And that's what he did for his first trumpet. Clark Terry went on to become one of the most, tell him, Edwin, one of the most important trumpet players in jazz history ever. Definitely. He taught Miles Davis how to play, okay? That's how important he was. Uh, he was a mentor and, a, and an inspiration to, to many, 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 many musicians. He found a unique way to teach, a unique way to approach his craft, and brought that with, with incredible courage and strength of character because he comes from the junkyard experience. It wasn't junk to him. They were treasures in the junk. Okay, so again, the idea of taking something that throw away or that we think is not important or is or is not the you know we it's all shiny and polished may not be the best route. It may be that funnel and that, that hose that helps us to get to where we're trying to get. Okay, so I'm saying again, stay open to that, and we can learn from Clark Terry, who did that so powerfully. How to how to continue to go back to that junkyard for inspiration and for things that um, we consider to be um, uh, consider to be <laughs> not important or immaterial. Okay, so that's what I mean by CT and his horn. That book will be coming out in June. Your your instructors can be in touch with me. Okay, it's a it's a book for multi generational. So it could be for someone that's older, of course, or or people your age or even younger. All right, and then the last thing I say is trust the process of growth and learning to begin to develop new paths and ways of thinking outside of the box, ways that you might approach it. So you play something on your instrument. It sounds terrible to you. Keep at it. Don't stop. Keep at it. Find another way to do it. Find another approach. A string player, find another fingering. Find another way to draw your bow across the string. I'm not I'm not so good with uh, wind instruments because it's a different discipline. But stay at your craft. Keep finding new ways to approach it. Keep finding new ways to define what it is that you're doing. And you will begin to develop a strength and a courage within yourself that is fearless. Ain't nobody can tell you anything. You know. And you're working it out in your own powerful and unique way. Okay? All right. Um... I can ask, answer a few questions if you care to. Um, if is it time to do that now? Yeah, go go ahead, Dr. Terry. Okay. Uh, all right. Anybody have a question? A comment? It doesn't have to be a question. It could be a comment. What do you think about what I've said? Is this new to you? Is this something you already understand? Is this something you want to try? What? Uh, I can answer. Um, I really want to try drawing something out and playing, playing what I drew. Okay, excellent. Or I, I really like the idea of playing uh, to the shape of a tree or to the shape of a, a line or you know, looking at at a bundle of bed sheets and 
getting inspiration right. from that bundle of bed sheets or whatever the case the case may be. I, I that's why that's why my answer of silence um, as, as my inspiration was the answer because out of that that silence is is you know it gets your brain kind of kind of rambling and going. So drawing something out will definitely apply that same inspiration that, that you know it, that same the same flow of something that you might feel going out into the woods and hearing hearing bird noises or just the wind ru ru uh, rustling the, the leaves. It could be that same exact thing with you just drawing a simple squiggly line and just following the contours of the line however you think that that is to be interpreted. Yes, exactly, exactly. Just yesterday I was out and I stopped to get something to eat and as I opened the door I heard this owl and this owl was... What do owls do? They hoot? Uh, yes. A, a particular rhythm. And I'm like, and it was like clave, in clave. And I'm like, but it was a different kind of clave. And I and I'm I could I should have pulled out my phone and I taped it. Of course I've forgotten it now. But it was so interesting that that owl in that moment moment was telling giving me something, a source of inspiration. Okay? That's what I mean. Is everywhere. It's always around you, everywhere, if we're listening. But if we become distracted by other things, especially the cell phone, that is my biggest enemy. Um, because yes, it's accessible. Yes, it's interesting. Yes, it's useful. But it's not the end all, y'all. Especially for creativity, we got to come. We got to approach it also in organic ways, because I I think that is equally as inspirational as what you may perceive as a cell phone, because it's new and it's new technology and all of that. But Put it down sometimes and see what comes. You'll be amazed. Okay. There was one other thing that you said when I wanted to speak to too, and of course I, I lost it. Um, talking about playing silence, inspiration. Oh well, it's gone. Wasn't meant to be said. Diego, I see you reaching for something. Are you interested? Uh, I have a question. Yes, sir. Um, I was gonna ask. What else has been your inspiration besides the owl? Hmm. Uh, well, definitely, as I said, trees. I've been playing trees a lot lately. Um, and thinking about branches and how expansive they can be, especially a really beautiful oak tree and how the, the limbs of the tree just spread out forever. And you think about the weight out at the end of those limbs and how they're able to... to it's it's almost magical. It's spiritual in a way. How they can they can gently just uh, sort of be suspended in in um, in space and time and in the air. Okay, and then how can I then also do the same thing when I play? Sus be suspended, you know, as opposed to being always grounded. The tree is grounded, yes, but the limbs are something different, which are an extension of the tree, you know. And then I just let myself go further out on the limb, so to speak, that's a good place also to hang out. When we stay at the trunk of the tree, y'all, yeah, we're safe, but what is the value in always being safe? When we risk it all and we go out on the limb of that tree and we hang out there, you know, we may fall and go boom, we may crash, we may die, we may do anything, but what do you get? What energy do you get when you venture out and try it out, you know, it's something, it's something powerful to also understand, okay, I know what I was going to say, you said, 
you talked about um, the idea of draw of drawing something and then playing it, which is excellent. Okay, it's another artistic medium that I think um, is really good for students, especially mu music students. Um, it just takes us out of the music thing for a minute, and we we do something else that comes from a different place within ourselves. Um, you might try using. Um, I love Thelonious Monk for the reason of his angular construction in his music. Uh, any of every piece is kind of like that, especially uh, um, around midnight, you know, around about midnight, you know, his solo version of that. And I often have students go to the board and, and just draw what they hear. So you're going to draw shapes and angles, or you may draw something else completely different, but using, you know, as he did, he thought in that way. He wasn't thinking notes because that, that put him in the box. He was thinking angles. So he would play a triangle or a hexagon or a, or, a, or a rectangle or whatever it might happen to be, okay? So that takes us out of that typical fare. No notes, play angles. What kind of sound, especially that tritone? Boo, boo, da. I can't sing it right now. Um, that interval, okay? If we keep going up, uh, put my instrument down. You can do it. <laughs> but that, that idea of that tritone sound, that raise four or flat five, okay, is a different kind of sound that doesn't necessarily agree in the same way that a perfect triad, perfect triad does, perfect fourth, a perfect third, perfect fifth, okay. It's different. It go, ooh, what's that sound? It's rubbing. What does that evoke within us? You know, how does that make me think differently when I hear? And Thelonious Monk is, was a master at doing that, creating those clashing sounds. Okay, that really, I don't even like that terminology. Clashing means they're banging up against each other and they don't agree. Not necessarily. They're 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 provoking. I heard. Um, uh, of course, I can't think of his name right now. The other day, talk about jazz as being um, um, the, the the thing, the, the the activity of of engaging things that are conflicting, but they work it out in this really harmonious way. Okay, it doesn't always agree, but why does it have to agree? See what I mean? So we can flip the meaning and find other stuff in there. I'm talking way too much. Somebody else have a question? Blah blah blah. Yes. Okay, let's start with Emily, and then I'll go with the next person I heard. Okay, um, I kind of have a comment, but I feel like what you shared with us today kind of, uh, I feel like it's something we all forgot. Like, as kids, we were taught to kind of explore and, like, be creative. But I feel like as we get older, like, our options get narrowed down, and there are more rules. So... It's nice that you kind of reminded us about this. Excellent. Oh, you just picked up the baton and ran with it. Yes. Stay the child. Play. Just play. Let your spirit play. Let your you play on your instrument, but but in that mindset of exploring and investigating, not trying to be perfect. I tell you, ugh. It's exhausting and you never get there, okay? You can play better, you can improve, but let the perfection go. 
there's no, even in taking your exams, okay, in class, it's the same thing. I tell my students all the time. Don't go for perfect A. What value is there in that? So what? What did you learn? Because if you have, you come through the door already with an A. Every student of mine comes through the door with an A. You have to work really hard to get to the other end of the, of the process, okay? So if you know you got the A, there ain't nothing to worry about. So have fun and explore. Push against uh, the norm and, and see what happens, okay? Because you will learn and you will deepen in your understanding of these things, okay? In really, really beautiful ways. Okay, excellent. Thank you, Emily. And the other person who chimed in? I had a quick question. Yes. When you... you? Morgan. It's Morgan again. Morgan. Oh, okay. Well, come on the screen, girl, so I can see you. Okay, okay. Yeah. Hello. Oh, my goodness. How much better is that? Okay. I have a quick question for you. When you play jazz, how does the music present itself to you? Do you see it? Is it a feeling? Do you feel it in your body, like in your fingers? Where do you, where do you reach it from? Hmm, that's an excellent question. Um, different places at different times. It depends upon what's going on. It's, it's a very in-the-moment process, okay? Um, it's, uh, as I say here, use the moment and your imagination, okay? And if you don't stay in the moment, then it falls prey to licks or, or little exercises that you learned or things that you repeat because we, be, we become afraid that we're not doing it well enough, okay? Because it's not perfect and we're not willing to take the risk. So if we stay in that place of risk and then we stay, um, if I'm playing with, with a rhythm section, you know, if I ride on that groove, I, I literally ride on the groove. I'm not trying to create it. I ride on, on top of it. And I'm in the flow of that and I'm trusting myself. It takes mad bravery. I always find the notes. I find things I never in my wildest imagination dig up out of me. Okay? Um, it's a trust thing. And again, it took me a long time to get there because I was so schooled in, you know, read the page, do it perfectly. Okay? And if you don't do it perfectly, then you're no good. You know, like, boy, that stuff hangs us up. Okay. So um, that's one thing. Also, it depends upon what kind of music I'm playing. When I'm playing Negro spiritual or I'm playing um, sacred music, I pull from a different source. Okay. Or maybe it's just part of the same whole. Maybe it's not separated out. Um, I look at a tree and I see, I see God and I see the things I aspire to spiritually represented in that tree and nature just as much as I do, you know, being in church, okay, or hearing a gospel singer, okay? It's the same thing for me. It's not separate. And, and, and actually, in African culture, they don't separate things out like that, okay? It's all part of one whole, okay? So understanding that whole and, and, and um, becoming one with it, okay? The tree wishes for my success just as much as as a person or anything else okay it wants me to be whole okay as well i know that okay and it's expression and i'm i know i'm talking i'm sort of like way out there and i don't mean to be but um we have to find that for ourselves you know it's i can't give you um what you should use 
that's it's a it's a it's a journey of discovery okay about who we are and how we understand these things to be and so other things will come to you in that process as well but trust yourself trust yourself trust yourself and keep exploring did i answer your question morgan yeah um i'm more of a writer than an instrument player so i play words and i know what it feels like when i get in like the flow of writing Mm-hmm. And where it look, I see it and feel it. And I was just curious if it was similar with jazz. Absolutely. And it seems like it is. Absolutely. I've been writing more. And that's okay. Again, it'll wake me up in the middle of the night. And I know that the universe talking to me saying, get up. I got something for you. Get it down. Okay. And when I don't answer that call, it's with playing too. It's the same thing. Then, you know. If I fall complacent, if I, if I become complacent and in and I don't go to that source, then then I often lose it. You know, it it goes somewhere else. You know. Okay. Any other last questions before I know? Yes, I have a question. Yes. Who am I speaking to? Uh, Rita. Rita. Yes. So, I was just wondering what you do to find inspiration when you you've just hit a blank hmm excellent question okay because i was experiencing that today not only with this this talk that i was going to do um but also with the i i have to write composite a large composition <laughs> and uh i it's it feels daunting it's like where do i even start with this um so what I told myself actually before I came on the screen was let the compos- let the composition go, musical composition go. It's not time to be birthed, okay? Uh, it's just not time. I'll know when it's time <coughs> because I can lit- I can sit down and literally compose something. I don't even need my violin or do I hear the pitches in my head. I know what they are, and I'm and and so I know when the inspiration comes. So. I wait for the inspiration, okay? I don't try to force it because that will not allow it to come either. You can let it flow. So then again, turn to something that inspires you. Nature or a book. Read something that's motivational. Listen to some music. Um, Go to an art gallery. Go for a walk. Oftentimes that works really, really well. Take off all of the crud, okay? Be outside. Um... But do something that feeds your spirit, whatever that is, okay? And wait for it to come, to take, to find a place in your heart and in your spirit and begin to work with you and inform you, okay? Don't ever force it because that's worse. You'll end up with things that you don't like. You'll become frustrated, then you won't do it, okay? So let it just naturally flow and come to you and through you, all right? Does that make sense? Yes. Wonderful. And it will come, I promise you. It may not be when you want it to, but it will come. So trust it. Call it. Come. Where are you? I'm waiting for you. <laughs> okay. All right. Fabulous question. Okay. How we doing? Doing great. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Dr. Terry, I had one one final comment that I um, you had a question earlier of uh, 
uh, something about free uh, about freedom. How does it make you feel? Um, for me, I had I had an answer right away, but I wanted other people to respond to see what they were going to say. Um, but the first thing that came up in my mind was uh, scared. I guess mm-hmm. the freedom freedom makes you makes me feel scared sometimes, um, and and I think that relates to uh, what Emily said earlier about um, that today we learned how to become children again, because as a child, you, you, you have the freedom. You haven't learned not to be free yet. And that's the same with music. In music, we learned a structure. We learned these structured notes, and then we learned not to be free anymore. So um, it's, just, it's the same idea, I guess, to try to, try to just let go and not, not be afraid that you're going to make a mistake, not be afraid that you might fall, or like you said earlier, not be afraid to climb up on that tree and you know, something bad might happen, but at least you're, you're at least you're trying it and being free and expressing yourself however you'd want. Um, it, that anyway, that's that's my uh, uh, what I wanted to chime in about. Beautiful. And to, to to kind of piggyback on what you said, I don't know if I said this. Feed the power. I wrote this. Um, feed the power within you, not the fear. A friend of mine gave me that statement, and I wrote it down because it was so powerful. I need to read it every single day. Feed the power within you, not the fear. We so quickly go to the fear. We've learned how to be fearful. We can learn how to be powerful, too. And it has a much better outcome. Um, I'll tell you, I never wrote a book before. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Write a book? I'm a violinist and a teacher. Okay, write a book. But when Clark Terry passed away, I was standing there um, at the casket looking at Clark, and he said to me, as clear as I could, you know, just like he was he was alive, Lisa, I'm handing you the baton. Take it and run with it. Don't waste time walking. Don't waste time doubting. Take the baton and run with it. And I heard him. I didn't know what it was going to be. I thought I thought it was as a violinist. You know, I, I didn't completely understand. This is it. The book, it's taken five years to do, but it's done. It's ready to come out. It's a motivational book, you know, for anybody. And I didn't know. I had no idea I had that in me. If I had stayed in a place of fear and doubt, I would not have done it. Or half the things that I'm doing. These opportunities to, to speak to students such as yourselves are literally dropping in my lap because I realize I'm ready to do the work. I'm ready to do this, okay? So it's the same for you, whatever that might be. When you're ready, the opportunity will come. It will, I promise you. So trust it. Stay strong. Stay confident in your spirits. Um, keep working at your craft. Don't give up. And when you feel badly, give me a call, okay? <laughs> Tell your teacher to give to give me a call, all right? And I'll come talk to you for a minute. But um, you got it in you. You all, are, every last one of you are fabulous and, and so bright and intelligent. And it's a privilege for me to come before you and to learn from you as well and how we share in this process. It's not just all me. You give, you feed me, okay, and help and lift me up as well. So we all have a responsibility, I think, especially now all that's going on in the world, which is quite chaotic and crazy. We need to be able to lean on each other in this way. Um, So let's be about that, okay? Let's be about the thing that makes us strong and allows us to feel powerful so that we can help somebody, okay? And encourage somebody along the way. I 
I think that's the best way I can say it. Okay. This was 100% inspiring. And I feel like I need to start practicing jazz or just playing and be, I'm inspired. I don't, my Hague students, I don't typically do jazz music, but I'm inspired now just by looking at a tree or create, I'm going to do it, Dr. Terry. I'm going to try it. All right. I feel inspired. So, and then we'll have a jam. we'll have a jam session. That'll be fun. <laughs> Wonder Check. We'll have to have a drawing class so we can draw and then play what we draw. Oh, we're gonna yeah. do it. What, everybody on this call, we're going to do it. <laughs> right right Inspiring. Okay. Um, we're gonna don't everyone stay on the call for one more second. Uh, Dr. I'm sorry, Mr. Evan Lobo is going to end the call, but we need to take a photo really quick. So I need everyone to come on the screen. Everybody put your face there. Mr. Lobo, can you see everybody? Cause I can't everyone say, okay, everyone big smile and Mr. Lobo take it from here. All right. One, I'm going to take a screenshot. One, everybody smile two and three. Thanks. All right, hold on. I got to go to page two because there's a ton of you. All right, again, one, two, three. Eve. All right, excellent job. Um, thank you, Dr. Terry. That was awesome. That uh, I think I needed, needed to hear that. For everyone else, if you want to get the book, which I think I will, I, it is in the chat right now. You can, it is linked, linked to there. Um, I believe, Dr. Terry, you, you can pre-order it um, because when, when is it coming out? Uh, June. We June. Have, okay. Uh, there's, cool. there's a website, terrytime, terrytime.net. Yes. www.terrytime.net, which oh, is what's yeah. in the chat. What's in the chat right now. Um, well, also the information is not updated, but we will be doing that shortly with uh, launch date and, and ways that you can, you can find access the book. Wonderful. Thank you. Boy, <laughs> you were fast with that. <laughs> Um, it is also in our, our Instagram story. If anybody, if anybody, uh, forgets, um, another thing too, for everyone else, we are having auditions for a musical called once on this Island. Uh, those auditions are next week. So if you want to, if you want more information on that, it is in the chat. Oops, sorry. I will copy and paste it right now. It's in the chat right now. Also, we have summer classes going on for band, strings, singing, a bunch of other stuff. Um, if you go to our artslearning.org website, that will also take you. You can also uh, look at all the classes there. Um, band students, I highly encourage you to take the summer class. Um, that way we can uh, move ahead in, in, in terms of your, your skills on your instrument. Um, Dr. Terry, do you have anything else that you'd want to mention? Keep hope alive. Just wonder check. <laughs> oh, you're muted, Miss Wondercheck. Put a little signal in the corner of your screen on how to do it. Little hand clap. I see a little love. Let's let's show Dr. Terry some love. I feel honored she did this today. We thank you so much. And we look forward to having you come back to the Waldorf School working with the students. And um we're, we're just excited to have you a part of our lives. So thank you so much. And um, this was wonderful. We all feel inspired. Thank you. 
Thank you. It's a privilege and an honor for me every time I come and even to today on, on this online format. I, I feel the love and appreciation. Thank you. It keeps me going. It keeps me healthy. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Okay.